Hey everyone, this is your girl Anquanise Pleasant, and you're tuning in to the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. Hey everybody, I am so glad that you guys tuned back in to the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. My name is Anquanise Pleasant, and I am the founder and the visionary of the Generation of Curse Breakers. I know y'all like, why is the Kill Bill song on this podcast? But this podcast is um very unique and very different. I actually um been holding on to this podcast for a while. So today's topic is Killing Bill during the quarantine. And I know most people have may not have ever saw this movie. So if you when if and when you get a chance, let's um on Netflix, Kill Bill One and Two, I believe it's still on there. But I'm gonna give a little background of the story before I go into the topic. Okay, so Kill Bill is about this woman. She joined this assassination group, and um it was a total of I believe five or six of them. And what they would do is they would basically um, kill people that um, people have either paid them to kill or they have a hit on them. Um, So they were basically ran by this leader of them and they were like top notch trained people like they trained with the best warriors they trained with the best martial art people like they were highly trained people not to get caught or not to die. Like that were their, that was their main thing. They all came from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. But this one character, um, she basically fell in love with um the leader, which his name was Bill. And she fell in love with him and she was doing the assassin assassination under his company and everything. And she found out that she was pregnant on one of her missions that she was going on so the lady when the lady found out that she was pregnant she did not end up killing her um so she was thinking like man I do not want to bring up a child in this environment I do not want to raise my child in this environment so what she did was she basically got a new name she got um a new name she got a new man and she went off far away. She just, she just basically left. And they thought she was dead. And she started a new fake life. Come to find out, at her wedding day, she was still pregnant. Um, At her wedding day, she, I'm sorry, not her wedding day, the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal dinner, they were going through the wedding and everything. They were just like in this, this country, this, this state where it was just like nothing by there. Um. Bill so happened to pop up. He finally found her and popped up. And she was playing it off as that was her father. And he saw that she was pregnant and he just felt very betrayed. So they did a huge, big assassination on everybody that was in the wedding party. I mean, they killed the pastor, his wife, the piano player, the the groomsmen, they killed everybody, and they tortured and beat her while she was pregnant, and they shot her in the head, so volume one basically goes through that whole story, and basically she was paralyzed, she actually survived 
the beating. She survived the shot in the head. And once again, she was pregnant. So she was paralyzed and she was in a coma. And it was a guy, um, he was a nurse there. He basically like was allowing people to come in and have sex with her. And he was raping her also. So she finally woke up out of the coma and she started to remember everything he was doing to her. And once again, still paralyzed, she basically killed them and assassinated them. The only thing she was thinking about is where is Bill? Where is Bill? So her main thing in this movie was to get revenge back on everything that was done to her, everything that was said about her. She even... She even thought that she lost her child and she was just hurt. She was bitter. She was all these things and she wasn't able to move. She was only able to move her upper body, but she wasn't able to move her lower body because due to her being shot and the way she was shot in her head. So um, as she kills the dudes and she leaves the hospital, she does something so amazing. And this is why this podcast is called killing bill during the quarantine i like i said before she was paralyzed she was paralyzed from the waist down and this woman had the strength and the power to get into the car get in the back seat close the door and she was just laying there now i want to stop right there because i basically want to now go into the topic um some of us became paralyzed during the quarantine. And I can attest to it because I have been dealing with um, the part of losing loved ones and not being able to um, be at the funeral. Um, I have been dealing with not being able to dance, not being able to see my students every week. Um, also, my business has took a hit. I have took a hit with employment. Um, it was just so many different things that I became paralyzed to the vision, to the dream, to the the life that God wanted me to live. And when I became paralyzed, I didn't think that I can come out of this. Now, with the main character, she was laying in the back seat and she knew she was paralyzed, but she was determined enough to get out of being paralyzed so what she did was she spoke out of her mouth to her feet she said wiggle your big toe she just kept repeating it now that is so significant because at times God tells us to do stuff even during the pandemic, God is still speaking. Even during the pandemic, we still have bills. Even during the pandemic, we still have um, loved ones that we have to take care of. Even during the pandemic, we still have to do self-care. And we become so paralyzed that when we tell our body to do something, it does not react. And when God tells us to do something, we do not react because we like, God, how can I start a business during the pandemic? God, how can I get over grieving during the pandemic? God, how can I pay this bill? Like, how am I going to do all of these different things? And her, her determination to speak to her body for it to move helped her get out of being paralyzed. What most people do not know is Bill was the person 
that caused her to be paralyzed. Bill was the person that manipulated her and that took her from a broken childhood and groomed her and molded her into this assassination assassinator. She was killing people because of the love that she had for this man. Not only that, he molded her and groomed her into what he knew that she had the potential to be. Not knowing that, oh, she's going to be a killer, but she, I'm going to pour so much into her that I'm going to be the, that she's going to be the one that kills me in the end. How does that tie into real life? Bill may not be a physical person to everybody right now, but Bill is definitely nowadays depression. Bill is definitely now suicide. Bill is definitely now unemployment. Bill is definitely now low self-esteem. Bill is definitely now all these different things that we're dealing with that we have not been able to deal with. We have been paralyzed for so long that when it's time to get up and get our revenge, we can't do it because we haven't spoke out of our mouth what we want out of our mouth to portray and go for it. We can speak it all day, but if there is no works behind it, you cannot get out of it. And the reason why Bill is so such a significant person in our life is because that was the thing that helped us back. That was the thing that was most comfortable. That was the thing that was most helpful to us at that time. So with Bill, it was hard to kill her lover, but she had such bitterness in her heart that she had to do it but it wasn't bad bitterness it was bitterness to the point where you took everything from me you made me into this person and not only that you left me for dead because you thought that I was having a baby by somebody else when I really wasn't it was really your baby I didn't want to bring our baby up in this in this type of lifestyle and when he found out that the baby lived, he took the baby and he raised the baby and he was 100% honest with her. What does that say? Our bill can sometimes be the person or the thing that reflects who we really are. And we still won't kill it because we're comfortable and we think, oh, that person has our best interest at heart. Or, oh, this alcohol has my best interest at heart. Or, oh, this blunt has my best interest at heart. Because it calms me down when stuff like this is going on. But really what we have to do is we have to kill Bill before we get out of this quarantine. If you do not kill your Bill before you get out of this quarantine, you will not make it. You will continuously be paralyzed. You'll continuously be depressed. You'll be you'll continuously be hurt. You'll continuously be unemployed. And the reason why this movie was so significant during this time, I have watched this movie a million times. It's probably like one of my top 10 favorite movies. Um, but the reason why it was so significant to me during this time because I looked at her and I saw her but I really saw myself. I saw myself paralyzed from um, losing a significant other to suicide. I saw myself paralyzed losing my job. I saw myself paralyzed from lupus acting up in the, in the medical field telling me, hey, we don't even have any more of your medication anywhere. I saw myself paralyzed from being depressed for so long. I saw myself paralyzed from being just all these different things. And I begin to speak. Once I begin to speak, 
as I'm doing on this podcast, I became unparalyzed. I started to be able to wiggle my big toe, as you want to say. And that is the thing that I want people to get for today, to get for um, during this quarantine. I know we're tired of quarantine. I know we're tired of shelter at home. But this is such a significant time in history that people don't even know. People are going to come out of this quarantine millionaires. People are coming out of this quarantine intercessors. People are coming out of this quarantine million dollar CEOs. They're coming out of this quarantine with promotions. They're coming out of this quarantine with faith. They're coming out of this quarantine with happiness. They're coming out of this quarantine with more money than they ever saved. And we won't get there unless we kill our bill. Our bill can be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person, but I'm not saying kill somebody physically. Let me put that out there. (laughs) What I'm saying is sometimes we have to let people die not physically but we have to let them die in relationships some relationships it is time to die some stuff you can't go back and pick up and carry it on with you to the next dimension to the next level that you're going in we have to kill our bill if we don't kill those things that is holding us back if we don't kill those things that is keeping us from where we know that we should be we will continuously be paralyzed in that hospital. You can say wiggle your big toe all the time, but if there is no movement, it's nothing is accomplished. People don't understand. There, To me, there are three most powerful organs that we have, and spiritually it works also. That is the heart, the mouth, and the brain. She was thinking, wiggle your big toe. She said, wiggle your big toe. Her heart was still beating because of the revenge that she wanted. And I'm not saying that revenge is the correct way to handle things. But sometimes we put ourselves in predicaments where we say it, but our mind isn't connected to what we're saying. Sometimes we say it. Sometimes we think it, but our mouth won't say it because we just think it's impossible. Sometimes we believe it in our heart, but our mouth and our mind hasn't grasped the point of I'm actually doing it. I'm going to do it. Faith without works is dead. If we are not the people of silent thoughts, manifesting words, and belief in the heart, we will be nothing. If we are not people of silent silent thoughts, manifesting words and faith and belief in the heart we are nothing we are nothing and I just want us to see how powerful the brain is so the brain is such a powerful thing and people don't notice how powerful it is and I think what people fail um people fail to realize is there can be a time where People sometimes go brain dead where they don't have any activity in their brain. And what that means is like there is nothing functioning there. And with with those things, we have to become knowledgeable about the different the different lobes of the brain. And I'm finna go into my geek mode because I did want to become 
a uh, Obi-Gani. That was my dream. My dream was to be a Obi-Gani and it didn't work out, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing better things anyway. So the frontal lobe, which is, which is like directly in the front, of course, is very blunt. The frontal lobe is um, the mental functioning. It's the problem solving, thinking, planning, judgment, emotional expression, creativity, and behavioral control. I'm going to say that again. The frontal lobe is the higher mental function. It's problem solving, thinking, planning, judgment, emotional expression, creativity, and behavioral control. So when she was laying in the car, when she was laying in the car, her frontal lobe was basically her emotions. She was so angry, but as she was being angry, she planned the whole revenge out. This lady went and killed everybody that has something to do with her losing her child, that has something to do with her um, basically being in a situation that she was to get to Bill because she had to figure out what he was. She didn't know. So with her frontal lobe was functioning very fine because she was very emotional. She was angry. She was angry. She was hurt. She cried. When she first woke up out of the um, the coma, the first thing she did was touch her stomach and she was crying because she knew she knew that she lost her baby, but she didn't know that the baby was still alive. And she was just really hurt by it. And that put her in a position to come up with a plan to come up with a plan and express how she really felt at that moment. Then we have the motor function. Now, the motor function is very important. It's orientation, head and eye movement posture. That wasn't da- that wasn't damaged. But as she was laying in the car, she was able to literally stare at her feet until they started to move. Now, she was saying this out of her mouth, but her staring at her feet pushed her to move her body even more. This is how powerful the brain is. So if we think something and we say something, just imagine how powerful it is to imagine and it comes to life. So then we also have our... um motor functions now the motor functions is like i don't want to say in the middle but it's towards the back motor functions is a little bit more um self-explanatory it's a voluntary muscles and movement and then the sensory the sensory function is also close to the um motor function and those two things give us movement those were the two things that were that were not functioning in her body. Why is this relevant, Equinese? I know y'all probably asked it. It is relevant because if you don't have motor function and sensor function, you don't have movement. She wasn't brain dead, but her motor and her sensor sensory functions were not working what does that mean that means some of us have been some of us have been 
paralyzed emotionally and we're still able to move. That means some of us can't move, but our frontal lobe is overreacting because we have all of these emotions. We have all these things that is going on. And I personally believe that there is a time where we have to understand that if there is no way of properly moving, we have the authority to heal our own our own body. We have the authority to heal our own paralyzed situation. Some of us have been paralyzed by relationships for so long that we're scared to date again. Some of us have been paralyzed so long spiritually that we don't even want to go to church. Some of us are so been so paralyzed so long with this job that we just think it can't get better than this and this is what I need to get to the next level and this is what I need to stay I'm comfortable I can't get too much because when I ask for too much then too much happen and we're all we're all over the place with this right but what we're but people what what people are not understanding is if we are at a place of pair of being paralyzed that means you are stopping your growth you are not moving. You are standstill and you're comfortable. So the pan- the pandemic came to unparalyze us because now we have the time to actually kill that thing that is paralyzing us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. But we have to come into sense of thinking thinking of the thing that we wanted to happen, saying it and believing it in our heart and having faith by it. If if she would have never got up to go find him, she would have never knew her daughter was still alive. If she moped and was said that she was paralyzed, they would have came back and killed her again. Now, let me tell y'all something else about this movie. So in the movie... There was this lady. She hated her. She hated her. And she actually came to the hospital to kill her, directed by Bill. Bill found out that she was still in a coma. And when Bill found out that she was still in a coma, he was he was upset. He was still hurt and envious that, you know, she had a baby and all this other stuff. But he told her. When the other lady got to the hospital to kill her, he said she deserved to die with a little bit more respect to that. Sneaking in her hospital room and just killing her, that's not right. We shouldn't do that. And the lady was so upset. The lady was so upset that she ended up coming all the way to the hospital and was not able to kill her anymore. That pushed her into a place of jealousy even more. Let me stop there. There were things unseen and unknowingly that were supposed to kill us before and during the pandemic and during the quarantine that God did not allow to hurt us or even touch us. We didn't even know. We didn't even know that this virus was as severe as they say it is. Some of us actually had the virus before they gave it a name, but because of God's grace and mercy, he did not allow it to kill us. I will never forget 
around this time, I get very, very sensitive around this time. Um, because it was my next month would make two years that I had emergency surgery. And I had surgery actually on the anniversary, the second, I want to say. Yes, the second anniversary of my first business, my dance company. And I was so hurt. And I had surgery that day. But I did not know that when I went into that hospital that I would have to have surgery. Yes, I just got my appendix removed. But me getting that appendix removed put me, set me back. It set me back so much. Like, I ended up... um not being able to work. I had three jobs. I was running a business. I, you know, I had rent. I had a car. No, I wasn't able to work consistently, um, up for three months. And that was a hard pill to swallow. Cause I just felt like, you know, okay, God, like I was doing good, but now I have to have this emergency surgery. But if I would have never went to the hospital, they told me your appendix was on the verge of rush. Uh, erupting inside of you and then you would have had affected blood and with having lupus any little thing I have to do any type of sickness or anything it definitely is a compromised immune system disorder but if I would have never went to that hospital who's to say I will be here today I was paralyzed by having emergency surgery and being set back but I kept pushing. I couldn't stay paralyzed for too long. I couldn't be depressed for too long. I didn't. It didn't matter what was said about me at that time. At that time, it was about me pushing forward because that's all I had left. And some people may not take it as serious, but we are all be. We all have been in a place where we have been paralyzed. Because, but we have to remind ourselves of everything that we went through and some of us have been paralyzed generationally um this is really mind-blowing to me because um some of us have been paralyzed generationally and we don't even know that we were born into being paralyzed we were born into not having emotions because we were we were raised by parents that was emotionally gone um, they may have been there physically, they have, may have been there financially, but emotionally they were dead. And because they were dead emotionally, we were born into being emotionally paralyzed. It's just so many things that we have to understand that Bill is either a big, 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 big person in our life or it's a generational person in our life that never being killed. So are we going to hold that back from are we going to let that hold us back from where we really need to go? One thing I really have been studying lately is manifesting, manifesting things, believing in the word, believing in me as a person. And as sometimes as a person, I don't believe in myself. Sometimes as a person, I have doubt in myself. But I have to understand that with a brand called the Generation of Curse Breakers, it's a lot of stuff that's going to be exposed. There's a lot of stuff that's going to come to the surface. And what I had to realize with a lot of people in my family, and I'm not saying this to bash, I'm not saying this to hurt anybody, but a lot of people in my family haven't did because they don't believe, because they have been paralyzed 
They have been paralyzed for so many years that they feel that it is impossible to push forward and become the person that they know that they be can become. They have been paralyzed for so long that the comfort that the par that the comfort that the paralyzing brings has started to be shown as love, has started to be shown as the right way, has started to be shown that this is where I belong and I am in my calling. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. And I had to come into that realization that everybody not going to get it. Everybody's not going to want to get unparalyzed. Everybody's not going to want to do the work to get unparalyzed. Some people feel that being paralyzed is a long-term unfixable thing to fix. They feel that being paralyzed is what it is. That is my end-all be-all. And I just want to read the definition of paralyzed. Paralyzed is a verb, of course. It causes a person or a part of the body to become partly or wholly incapable of movement. Then they have another definition. It says render someone unable to think or act normally, especially with a panic or fear. Now, that one flows right into what we are talking about right now. Because some of us are not paralyzed um, physically, but we are paralyzed in our minds. And that's why I, I said the different types of lobes of the brain. Because some of us have a frontal lobe, but our sensory and um, movement, our sensory functions aren't moving so that makes us paralyzed some of us are moving some of us are walking depressed people high functioning depressed people that emotionally which is that front low they're paralyzed when trauma strikes they don't even react anymore some of us are emotionally paralyzed and why why many may ask because some of us were born, born like either physically, we have either physically walked into being emotionally paralyzed or we were born like fresh <laughs> out of our mother into being emotionally paralyzed. When a baby comes out and it doesn't cry, they either pat it on the back or they smack it on the butt to show that you are functioning. But if that baby does nothing, then we have a problem. Then there, and then somewhere, some way, the senses in that baby isn't right. We have to come into realization of what is the definition of paralyzed. What what does it mean to be paralyzed? Are you mentally paralyzed? Are you emotionally paralyzed? Are you spiritually paralyzed? Or are you physically paralyzed? We can come out of anything that we put our mind to, but it puts us in the justice of, I will never get out of this because it is a panic or it is, it is a fear within me that I don't want to let go. We have to stop being paralyzed. So, I believe that during this quarantine, we all have a bill that we need to kill, that we need to bury, that we need to put to rest. And I believe that during this time, it was definitely written before all of us knew 
that we were going to need this time to reset. I kind of look at this as a, um, like a cleanse of the world. I don't know why, but, um, when God told Noah to build the ark, people didn't believe him. People didn't want to accept it, but Noah did it anyway. And when the, the flood came, him and his family was good. Everything God did was good after that. And I really feel like this is our Noah and the Ark. <laughs> we just take out a lot of water. And I really take this time to actually reevaluate my relationship, reevaluate myself, reevaluate what needs to die and what I need to keep moving on from. What am I being paralyzed by? What is keeping me back? Am I being uh, too emotional that I can't see that this is the thing that is paralyzing me? Am I being too selfish to see that, hey, this person may need me even though I may be going through my own thing during quarantine? It is definitely time to kill our bills. And I want us to be accepting of that because if we don't, we put ourselves in a position of never getting completely healed. I don't want to be in a wheelchair spiritually for my whole life. Who wants to be spiritually wheelchair bound? I have to, you know, sit in handicap. People ain't going to always be there to help me. I have to figure out stuff myself. I don't want to live like that. So I take myself out of the equation and I and I honestly start started to reevaluate the things that was paralyzing me. That movie is so significant to today. I don't know if y'all going to go back and watch it, but she got revenge on everybody that she needed to get revenge on. And at the end, she still broke down and cried because she was in love with something and she was comfortable with something and a lifestyle that wasn't even really destined for her. Yes, she got a blessing out of it, which was her child, but... Sometimes we have to look at the bigger picture. I made it, so let's keep pushing for it. So that was basically it. That's all I have for today, actually. Um, I definitely want to thank everybody that's been listening in to the generation of Curse Breakers. Um, we actually do have apparel. Um, if you would like to basically purchase our T-shirts, jackets, sweaters, hats, um, you can definitely look us up on Facebook, The Generation of Curse Breakers, and you can inbox us, and we will get your order out to you as soon as possible. I definitely want to thank everybody for listening and promoting this podcast. It has been an amazing, amazing um, opportunity and just everything. I just love everything about it. Um, so... Yeah, thank you to our new listeners in Kenya, our new listeners in Ireland, our new listeners in um, Canada, our listeners in the United States, um, if South America, if I forget anybody, I'm sorry, I'm just speaking off the top of my head at this point. Um, thank y'all. I really do appreciate y'all for, appreciate y'all for pushing the movement and being a part of this movement. So with that being said, we will be back up and running 
on the second Friday in June, the second Friday in June, and we'll be promoting it on all social media. You can follow us on every social media. Um, Instagram is the Generation of Curse Breakers. Facebook is the Generation of Curse Breakers. And once again, my name is Equinice Pleasant. Thank you so much for joining us, and keep your head up. We are almost out of this pandemic. I definitely believe that it's going to get better. And we're going to all come out of this with new ideas, refreshed, and a real relationship with God. Um, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I can't thank y'all enough because y'all have really been blowing my mind with these numbers. Appreciate everybody. Love you guys. So um, I definitely want to give a shout out and a happy birthday. Happy birthday to my pastor, Tyree Beard. He is the pastor of the City of David. The City of David is an amazing church. So guys, go on his page, Tyree Beard, and wish him a happy birthday. I don't know if you'll ever hear this. But happy birthday to my pastor, Pastor Tyree Beard. Now, um, I definitely want to go ahead and promote some of these uh, businesses that we have out. Um, first up, I want to promote my sister friend, um, Mercedes with Accents by Mercy. She has t-shirt lines out for um, anybody, basically. But one of my, one of my favorite t-shirts says um, Prophesy in Motion. And I love that t-shirt. She, she's an amazing young woman. You can go ahead and follow her on um, Mer Mercy Speaks on Instagram. And she can help you with all of the ordering for the t-shirts, the sweaters, whatever you may need. We also have a um, another young lady called Millie Girl. Millie Girl is um, a girl, an average girl with million dollar taste, okay? She has t-shirts out. She also does lashes. Her name is Tracy. So you can follow her on Instagram under Millie Girl. And she also is giving out beauty tips. Um, I don't know how often she does it, but I know she does it often. So you might want to check her out. And then also, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to two other people. Um, we have Jill Kendrick. Jill Kendrick is, Jillian Kendrick is an amazing woman. She has her own cleaning business called Gentle Hands. So if you need your house clean, especially with this pandemic and we're getting out of quarantine, so y'all need them churches clean, Jill can do it for you. Go ahead and um, follow her on Facebook, Gentle Hands, and she could definitely get you together and we also have an amazing brand and marketing the beauty the brand everything you need um miranda miranda is an amazing um business coach she can help you with branding she can help you with marketing and if you need a mentor i'm willing to share now um <laughs> you could go ahead and follow her follow her on um facebook on yeah on facebook as Miranda Chanel and she's also on Instagram moments with Miranda she also does that um every Friday so you can catch her on there and she also has a business she also has a second business called um babe who know bible so you can go ahead and reach out to these different people if you want to support businesses and oh I forgot one more person we also have one more person I love her brand her brand is actually chosen generation love it so much um talitha hester chosen generation is an amazing brand you can wear it in your family pictures you can wear it anywhere that you want to wear it 
um she has sweaters t-shirts bracelets um so much other stuff i don't know exactly all she has but i know she has an amazing brand she's very professional she's an amazing woman so go ahead and support these women um on their businesses if you would like to get a promo shout out on here just go ahead and inbox me um at the generation of curse breakers on instagram or facebook and we can go ahead and get that ready for you all right thank y'all so much for tuning in just a quick promo